Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Hey guys, guess what? Today is our 50th episode of the Moving Up podcast with Christy Wilson and my partner here, Heather Warmbrod. So buckle up. We have a great show today and we can't wait to share it with you with Deborah Sunderland. All right. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited about today's show because we have a super awesome, exciting, and interesting guest that I've always <laughs> wanted to have on, have on this show. And today she's here. So it's with great pleasure, excitement, and fun that I get to introduce Deborah Sunderland, who is the CEO and founder of Sunderland Coaching, a certified conscious geniusship coach. Deborah, welcome. Awesome. Thank you. So fun to be here and finally see you after three, 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 two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, three years. The pandemic <laughs> kept us away. That's right. That's right. Well, great to see you. Thank you. And this is Heather's first time meeting Deborah. And Deborah yeah. is one of the most energetic, happy, exciting. And you're like me because I'm a quirky girl. I know I'm quirky. <laughs> you and, can say I'm quirky. Yeah, you're a little quirky. Oh, and, and so I'm just sort of attracted to the whole quirkiness thing. Totally. It's like <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Quirks unite. It's yes. Right. Quirks unite. Oh my God. We can start our own self-help group. I love <laughs> or, it. Or happy hour group. I yeah, don't know. Totally. I think that happy hour might be better. So Deborah, I was looking at your website which is sunderlandcoaching.com. And I love the first two sentences, which I'm just going to read. And it says, hello, overachiever. Is the drive for success killing you? It's time you discovered your genius ship to become a conscious leader. Get ready to be an empowered leader and shift from unconscious beliefs and behaviors to intentionally creating who you most want to be and what you most want. What a grab yeah. on your website. When I was going, I was like, Whoa, I might yeah. need to update mine. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's good feedback. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what it la- how it lands for people, right? Sure. That's my passion, but I'm thankful it lands for you. It yeah. landed It landed smoothly and coolly for me. So, mm. so tell us a little bit about your company. Mm. Yeah, thank you. So my company really is about working with the overachievers overachiever the ones that are most successful, but there's still something missing in their life. They're not at rest. They're overwhelmed. They might not have alignment with themselves or usually their team. So I work with the CEO first typically and start to teach them how to be self-aware present because 96 to 98% of the time we are unaware. Mm. And we're running on autopilot and we're running on autopilot from about 70,000 ish thoughts a day that we don't even know are in our head. And we're reacting to those all day long. And those thoughts are typically fear-based reactive thoughts that we believed in the past. They're not new ones. And so my work is to really help them discover how are they getting a result they don't want without blame or shame? How is that their greatest learning that they've been on autopilot? What were they thinking? What were they feeling? What were they, how were they behaving that led them to the result they have? So we can never deny what a result is. So it's the biggest learning is how can I own that this is my result? 
not blame myself or someone else, get the greatest learning I can. And how am I going to show up as the leader that's conscious and aware? Wow. Yeah. That is very, very cool. Yeah. So I know also you focus a lot on the Enneagram mm-hmm. and very, you're actually the only person I know who is an Enneagram coach or that's part of your business is awesome. understanding the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners who don't know, tell us a little bit about the Enneagram and that piece yeah. of your company and what yeah, you do beautiful. with that. So it's really fun because the Enneagrams become quite popular in the US. It's been more popular in Europe for a while. And now I'd say the last six years, a lot of people, especially in Nashville, mm-hmm. have heard of it or they've taken some tests. Um, so what the Enneagram is, is a typing of nine different styles or ways of looking at the world. And I say beliefs and behaviors. And the reason I use it is because it shows we're on autopilot. It shows how we create what we don't want. So it's a transformational tool if you use it. It's not like, oh, I'm a three of of the one to nine. And it's like, who cares if you're a three unless you know how to use it to get out of your three-ness. Now, when I say that is, I say our type is our delusion. It's our false identity. It's the way that we have been motivated as a young one to experience love, connection, belonging, success in the world. They say we've been born that way, but also that our environment, our family, our school has kind of given credence to it. And Mm -hmm. so then we act even more in lean into that. And we start to view the world as that's really how it is. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I need to be. And if I'm not that way, then unconsciously, then there's, it doesn't feel good, but growth requires discomfort, right? And so the Enneagram is for us to see ourselves in our unconscious way, which is our type. And how is it beautiful? It's helped us get where we are, but it's only going to get us so far. And so to move beyond it, it requires discomfort. It requires thinking new ways, believing new ways, and dare I say, feeling our feelings all the way through because we haven't really been taught that in school using emotional intelligence. So I use that as part of conscious leadership. When I'm teaching conscious tools, I want to always call in where's your type running or driving you and keeping you stuck unconsciously. And how do we go beyond that? Holy smokes. Right? I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Me neither. That's I mean. transformative. Like we could end the show right here and I could go read about my time. <laughs> we'll and think about how I need to expand myself into discomfort. Yeah. I go right back to my comfort zone. So when you take on a coaching client, mm-hmm. let's say a CEO of a company, or let's say, so as realtors, so many realtors are just a CEO of one. You know, they have yeah. their own company as they are their own independent contractor. Mm-hmm. How do you help them get out of their own way? Mm. I mean, because I get the, I mean, I feel like I live in autopilot. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I guess yeah. we all do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the most basic example is I just drove over to Belmont and drove back and my driving back, I knew I was running late to be here <laughs> and I don't even remember driving, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Go, go. so, so what's your question? How do I, yeah, how, you said, no, good, good point. <laughs> how do you help CEOs get out of their way by understanding their Enneagram. Yeah. Beautiful. So again, I'm going to start with a result that they want different in their life. Mm. And Ah, it either is been driving them around the bend for a very long time, or it could be something new and it has a lot of juice or, you know, a lot, a lot of energy behind it. That's keeping them from seeing straight. It's there's usually some emotion. So I work on five main emotions, anger, fear, joy, creative energy, and sadness. So I look at like, where are you with the result you want different? 
And how are you responsible for getting the result you have? Right. And let's look at when you go unconscious, how does your type act? How does your type respond to the world? So I just want to caution everyone out there in the beautiful world. The Enneagram is not to be assessed by your behavior. And I strongly recommend you do not type your friends on their behavior because that could be very detrimental to someone's growth. Our growth is a motivation that only we know in our heart and know that. So I use, I'm just going to give a plug because I've typed thousands of CEOs and leaders right now and their teams. The IEQ 9, Integrative 9, it's a little more costly, but it is so accurate. No one's ever been mistyped. And it's a huge feedback system that helps you actually look at your high side, your low side, your blind spots. How do you stretch into the other types? Because it's integration. So we just call it integrative nine. We want to integrate. Mm-hmm. When we are unconscious, we're going to that one type and it's either head, heart, or gut we're based on. So either head, which is IQ, heart, which is emotional intelligence, and gut, which is body intelligence. We want to obviously learn and integrate all three um, learning centers. And so if we're just one, that's a way to stretch into the others to look, how do I stretch in that? But I'm getting off on a tangent. So I just want to say, notice your motivation, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's really your safety is your motivation. How do I stay safe? So the unconscious mind is looking how to be safe. How do I get what I want? How do I get seen a certain way? And and then our type drives that, whatever that motivation is, is to make that happen. Makes perfect sense. And so does that then yeah. create your behavior? Then exactly. It creates your behavior. Yeah. It okay. creates your outcomes. It creates your relationship to yourself, your relationship to the world, your team. So teams are obviously most I don't really know any, there are very few companies that are awake and aware and they're stressed. There's a lot of drama. Drama is an inside thing. It's not Mm -hmm, an outside mm -hmm. thing. We create drama for ourselves, right? right? And then we show up leading our team in that space. And then there's just drama everywhere. And we wonder why we have wasted meetings. We talk about the same things over and over again. And it's going back for another meeting to, to talk about it. So we always want to look at where are we not getting the result we want, a fruitful moving forward meeting, a fruitful revenue, a fruitful conscious culture where people are about learning and growing versus blaming or shaming. And I have to say, most companies are about blaming and shaming of self or each other. You should have done this. Why didn't you do this? This should be better to self or someone else or the victimhood. Oh, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. or it's raining outside. So I'm So we want to raise radically responsible people to own what are they thinking? What, how are they feeling? How are they behaving? That's brought the result. Because then if we have responsibility around there, then we can make clarity, clear decisions. We can make impeccable agreements with each other out of clarity. So I know I'm saying a lot right here, but no, it's I mean, I'm sitting so here like with my eyes wide <laughs> up and going, keep talking. This is so interesting I'm to so me. I'm so glad this is recorded so I can listen to it right. over me and too. over. Me too. Yeah. And it's just a practice guys, because every four seconds we're not present. We either go into the future mm-hmm. and when we're in the future, we get anxious because we can't know what's going to happen. Well, what happens is our Enneagram type has a way of thinking and believing, and it's going to automatically go to safety from your Enneagram type. And it's going to give you a limited outcome for the future. So on your coaching, Deborah, mm-hmm. is the Enneagram just a piece of what you do or is there Enneagram coaching? And you said the, the I-9 Yes. So the IQ nine is is just a way that I get, um, that I have people typed and we use that tool, but I always coach the Enneagram and consciousness Mm. because when we're unconscious, we have our Enneagram pattern 
and belief system that runs us. So there's a way to look at it from, oh, if I'm curious and awake, how might I choose to get out of my pattern? What does that look like? Right. Mm -hmm. But we can't do that until I want to say this to the world and everyone. There is nothing wrong with anyone. Right. No one is broken. No one. We are perfect, whole and complete. We have just learned to protect ourselves, to defend ourselves. And our defense system is our, our type. Mm. Okay. It's not our whole story. There's mm-hmm. more to us. So I, I teach genius ship because I believe all people are beautiful and like no one else in the whole world and that they have a gift and a skill and a talent and a passion that they only have and can fulfill. And we haven't been asked that as a young one going to school, what do you most love or what do you want to do? No, we were told what to do and we end up graduating from college and then work somewhere. And then we wonder why we're not happy because we have been running, 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 most of us to succeed or win because that's our culture. United States is a three culture and we don't pause to like, oh, why am I so stressed and not happy? And I'm 50 years old and I'm not living the life I most want to live. It's never too late. It's just we need to undo the patterns that we thought were going to bring us what we want. Our answers aren't outside of us. They're inside. And so pausing to know who am I? Who do I want to become? Who is the genius in there that wants to be honored? And how do I lead, dare I say, a genius ship culture? Because that's the only way we're going to grow a culture where people want to work mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's going to bring them their purpose. We want a thriving organization versus striving just to mm-hmm. get things done. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all tied to consciousness and Enneagram and, and getting, like you said earlier, how do I get out of my own way? First of all, I want to say we want to love ourselves, right? That we're unique and beautiful and that we just have thoughts and we just have feelings that sometimes distract us. So yeah. in, in that study and when you're coaching people, if your thoughts, like you, you said, 70,000 plus thoughts are going on at any given time, how do you shut that down to go to sleep? Mm. So a huge practice that changed my life. And I give it to everyone I work with and anyone that'll listen is breathe. Mm-hmm. That sounds silly. No, because no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you're like, of course I'm breathing. I wouldn't be here. But when not the deep breath, so when for not think about this guys, if we're not present to ourself and we're being reactive to the future or the past, we have resentment, blame or shame of ourselves or someone else. That's so typically where we are 96, to 98% of the time. We're in defense. When we're not present, we're in defense. Something's going to happen, something's wrong, or something might go wrong. Okay, this is the way the amygdala, the mind is, the the unconscious mind works. Okay, Mm -hmm. we have to be aware that that's how it works. Wow, okay, so I'm not present, but if I'm not present, I'm already in defense. So my muscles are pulled in, my -hmm. my rib cage is pulled Mm in, I'm scrunched over, my neck's leaning. You can't even completely breathe through your whole lung capacity because your lungs pretty much are almost from the top of your shoulder to the bottom of your waist. But we're like this. And so we only breathe up here mm-hmm. because there's not enough muscle room to even expand. So I'm sitting up straight. I'm taking deep breaths right straight, now. Yeah. <laughs> sitting up straight and allowing your body to relax. But we don't typically relax until we start to allow ourselves to just be with our breath. And our breath is always present. That's what I love about it. If we want to be present here now, and we, our mind wanders. It's not that our mind won't wander. It's always going to wander. That's what it does. It wants to protect you. But we don't have to allow it to just wander willy-nilly. We can pull it back to our breath. And I say, take three deep, slow belly breaths all the way in. And even longer, exhale all the way out. 
three times. And I like to teach people do that three times a day. Mm-hmm. In the morning, before you put your feet on the ground, before you're like, I'm off and running, because then you're already triggered. Lunchtime, set it on your reminder, stop whenever it is, take three deep breaths, and then before bed. Now, I do it all the time noticing, but just set it easy for yourself. Three times, my breathing, my breath, and my breathing. And where you notice you get triggered more, it might be a friend that you know you just gotta, like you have this story that you make up about them, mm-hmm. and you know she, take three deep breaths before you go there. Or if you're walking into a situation where you're telling yourself this is going to be stressful, like you're already setting yourself up, your body's already like this, take three deep breaths to lower yourself. Or for me, when I drove all the time in Chicago and I would get crazy because it's crazy driving there and people in Nashville think it's driving here. It's crazy. (laughs) I'd be noticing my dripping, gripping my steering wheel like this and my hands are like, okay, I'm not breathing come back to presence. And actually what the cool thing is, I like to study science. When our mind wanders to the future or the past and we actually notice it, that's the gift. The master is noticing that we're not present. That's all we have to do. Notice I'm not present. Notice I'm not present. Come back here now. Take a few deep breaths. That motion of coming back actually grows your gray matter of your brain. They call it the brain gym. That's Hmm. how amazing that is because you're not letting it wander. You're exercising to come back to here and now. Yeah. And that takes practice and practice. And for the rest of our lives, we'll practice. So the cool thing about the Enneagram, it's our pattern and we're not our pattern. So I always tell the the people I work with, when you see your pattern, appreciate yourself for noticing, oh, I see my pattern. Don't blame Mm -hmm. or shame yourself. There it is. And then what feelings come up with that? Will you allow the feeling to come up? Emotional intelligence shows that we only feel our feelings up to 90 seconds at most. And they could be small waves of fear or they could be terror, big waves of, right? Energy and motion is emotion. And it comes from our thinker, which creates, when we think, that's why we have EEGs done. It's actually measuring the response in your brain, the electric current in your brain when it's thinking. Well, the cool thing is we're so wired beautifully. When we have this thinker going on, it's sending an electrode Mm -hmm. into your body called energy and motion emotion. Mm-hmm. Now, since we have learned as young ones, don't feel your emotion, definitely don't bring it to school, definitely don't bring it to work. Guess what happens? Bottle it up. Bottle it up. And it's stored as triggers in our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so someone will rub up against us by saying something that's a reminder, an unconscious reminder, because most of the time we're unconscious and we think it's that person, something's wrong with them. And we're like, but it's really the triggers that we've built up over and over again. So a huge way to untrigger ourselves is the breath. Because when we breathe that deeply, it rewires our blood chemistry. And one thing I like to say is smile all the time. And if you don't feel like it, because it brings serotonin Mm -hmm. in your body and serotonin is the happy emotion that we want in our body. So smiling, breathing, allowing yourself to be human, allowing the other people in your life to be human, right? We're all just human and we all want the same things to be loved, to be accepted, to belong somewhere, right? So. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often the most important work we do 
is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. This is so good. I've said this, I feel like I owe you a fee and we're Me only too. Like, oh my God, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. We're only like, like 20 minutes in I feel like you should send me an invoice. <laughs> so I've been good. making so notes. Cute. I've been making notes. I'm like, wow, energy, emotions, emotion. I mean, I... Never put two and two together. Is that fun? so obvious? Yeah. And then the breathing to rewire. I mean, I'm like, oh, God. I'm going mm-hmm. to use this I know. every day. Me too. Me too. So yeah. how then does the Enneagram help us? Like, I don't know what Heather is. Okay. I think you've taken a test. I have. So I'm a one. Okay. But I have not looked at it the way you've explained it. So I think it is kind of reversing my thought process. And when I go back and I read the description of what is a one, not bad, but that's my default. That's where I I get into Mm -hmm. autopilot. That's where I go. Mm -hmm. And really from, from what I'm hearing you say, I need to look at that and say, okay, how can I grow? If this is my default as a one, Mm -hmm. how can I grow to be, to be better, to be more and possibly even have a more fulfilling life. Yeah. And I want to be cautious. It's not to be better. Okay. It's to become fully you. Okay. Because it's just part of you when you're showing up as your one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everyone what a one looks like? How does a one behave? What does a one feel? What's the one's motivation? So I, I mean, I know for me, I've, I've read online that it's like what the achiever is. I know they all kind of have nicknames. Is that it? The, the one is the, we call it the reformer. The reformer. Or perfectionist. Okay. Perfectionist. Yes. Yes. So I, I do feel like that is me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm on autopilot and kind of throughout my day and I love my lists and I'm very kind of a checklist person and a calendar even like within my family they get calendar notifications of what's for dinner so they- <laughs> I love that I love that I, I would marry you in a minute Heather <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so like we have a shared grocery list if you want it it has to go on the list like don't tell me like it's just kind of I feel like I'm very orderly yes my closet's like color-coded yeah um yeah mm-hmm. all, all those things yeah so it's <laughs> letting out all of my secrets I love yeah. it no. it's beautiful so yeah so ones believe that the world should be perfect and they're always trying to make things perfect and that there's a right or a wrong way to make things perfect so mm-hmm. so if you look at an enneagram circle uh, I know my face is red right now. No, it's <laughs> not. No, it's not. There's no blame or shame. So yeah. if you were to look at the Enneagram circle, um, at the top, it's the number eight, nine, and one are the tops. And the eight, nines, and ones are motivated by the gut, by their body, their knowing, their gut instinct. And they all are motivated also by anger. And anger shows up differently for an eight, nine, or one. For a one, the anger is towards self, mm-hmm. that they're not good enough and that they don't trust themselves and they're really hard on themselves, right? So obviously not very loving to you, right? So how do we get out of that? And if you keep going around the circle, twos, threes, and fours are heart-based, as we said earlier, and their, their um, chink is shame. Mm. And then five, six, and sevens as you go around on the left side of the circle um, are motivated by their head, IQ, and theirs is fear. So that's our underwriting foundation. Now, some ways to look at yourself is how can I be kinder to myself? How can Mm -hmm. I be more loving and accepting of myself? How can I do this in a more loving and friendly way? 
right? And what's it costing you to keep the order, right? right. And we call it personas, roles that we play. And we all have like little roles that we play when you believe that you should be a certain way in order to be right or not wrong or to relax. Things have to be in order. Yes. Right. Now the high (laughs) side of the one, right, is they're very detailed. Like you definitely want a one on your team because they're detailed and they're going to have structure and they're going to have order, but they need to learn to play with themselves being like, let's have bring playful Heather to work today. (laughs) Bring that part of you, right? Lighten yourself up a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bring me a list of five things that will make you more playful. No, Exactly. Exactly. Tequila. I don't know. Tequila. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so I'll bring the line. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. So tell us, Deborah, just a little bit, what are the, so there's nine Mm -hmm. persons I, they're not personality types. Or what are they? What are they called? Nine. Yeah, some char- people say pair personalities. Um, I say motivations because it's really our motivation, our different nine motivations to be seen, accepted, loved in the world. Yeah. So obviously we can't see that. On that's why I recommend again people get typed appropriately so they know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's really driving them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if one's a reformer, what is two? Two's the helper. Helper. Mm-hmm. Three. Three's the achiever, overachiever. Okay. The winner. Mm-hmm. The winner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four. The individualist. They're okay. the artsy ones and want to be okay. stand out. And it's interesting because the overachievers, the winners, you can tell that's our country. Countries are also a type of Enneagram, which is kind of fun. So we're a three. And the way I like to say a four is like France. If you've been to France, it's beautiful oh, yeah. and they want to be different and unique. And that's what a four is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is Great Britain a one? I don't know. I know Germany's a one. Yeah, that makes sense. Four. What's a four? Or wait. France five. is a four. Four. four, or four. Five. Yeah, five. Five. Sorry. five is knowledge. They're the learner. They're the, usually the engineers of the world. They're looking at the very, very detailed and they go deep, deep, deep into knowledge. And they're there to seek to understand how mm-hmm. the world works, how mm-hmm. things are put together, how do things operate. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. The, the loyal skeptic. Yeah. So um, it's my husband. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times I've worked with wealth managers, wealth management firms. A lot of them are sixes. They're very, very bright on looking at all the possibilities and mm-hmm. also how they could all go wrong. Yes. And and how <laughs> that is James. And more yes. information. The more information, the better. But then they never have enough information. But they're extremely loyal. They're about mm-hmm. the community. They care about everyone and what everyone thinks and how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And a seven? The seven is the visionary. Yeah. So they're out there creating in the world and they're always wanting to have more joy and fun and adventure. And and they're out there thinking about all these amazing things. But their work is to be grounded and to be present and to keep their feet on the ground and not like be the squirrel after the next nut. Mm, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, analogy. Yeah. yeah. And eight? Eight is the active controller. So eights are trying to hold everything together. They're trying to make things happen. They're very externally based. Leaders typically, CEOs are typically either threes or eights in most organizations. So eights are bold. They're, if a building were burning, you would want to follow them out because they're going to make sure everyone gets out Mm -hmm. safely and Mm -hmm. well. They're not vulnerable. So their work is how can they be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Um, But they are very strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My daughter's an eight. Mm-hmm. And she has read all up on this. And she said that it was not as common for a girl to be an eight. Is that true? I don't really know about that for sure. I've re- met 
actually I'm f- coaching a couple women that are eights. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know statistics on that. That'd be interesting to look up though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then nines, nines are the peacemaker. So I have been blessed with two children that are both nines. And so if you were to go to the peace talks, those would be the two that you'd want to stick in there as a nine because they try to hear everyone's ideas and try to bring peace. They avoid any conflict. So obviously their work is how can I be with conflict? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the three, what's their work? The three is really to be still. Because we're the doer, 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 get it done, get it done. And the most uncomfortable thing for a three mm. is to sit still and allow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly a three. Um, yeah, my ex-husband used to tell me, Christy, when are you going to learn doing nothing is actually doing something? I'm like, ah, never. 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 So never. It's beautiful. So where we have the most resistance, this is the beautiful learning here, where we have the most resistance to not doing, like for a three to be still and allow things to happen because threes make it happen. Allowing it to happen is our growth, right? I said earlier, the most uncomfortable place is our biggest Mm -hmm. growth. And that's where it takes a lot of work to be still. Even meditating for me, it took a while. I mean, not that my brain isn't bouncing all over, but just to sit still in one place and not like, oh, I'm going to get a cup of coffee or, you know, oh, I better check my computer. It's like the work of saying, even if you think that, say, no, I'm going to be still anyway. Love the part of you that wants to run off Mm -hmm. because that's not, you're not a three. It's just that part of you wants to run off and do something. Welcome that part of you to sit with you. For like five minutes? Yeah. Start out small. Okay. Hey, hey, you three, you're sitting here with me. (laughs) all of me because I'm more than a three Mm -hmm. all of me is going to sit here and the more you can sit with that part of you it's going to get more comfortable because it needs to know it's okay it needs to know that you're okay and that doesn't mean you have to be tied to doing something so here's a question are you actively taking new clients (laughs) I'm actually actually seeking two new clients okay because I mean I think you can help so many of our listeners okay I mean just just in here I'm I'm like we'll be talking after this I mean this is so good yeah thank you so good so how long when you take on a new client Mm -hmm. is there a a preset amount of time you work with them to help them achieve their goal or you sit down and what does that yeah. look like if yeah. somebody works with you? Yeah, beautiful. So typically I say let's start with six months because to change the way, to, to help us to start to notice our patterns and then to start to practice how do I try something new, it takes at least six months even to start to understand that. Um, but usually I'm with people for years. I'm with CEOs for years. And then they're like, I want you to work with my team and the next layer down, the next layer down. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a culture way of being. So I usually go embedded for a while. Um, and then I have people that work with me who are Enneagrammed and conscious leadership trained as I am that I trust. And so when my plate gets really full, I'll share that with the people that work with me. So, yeah. And so does your coaching start out with asking the client or potential client, what's your ultimate goal for the coaching? Or what does that look like when you're trying to figure out what what you need to do with that person? Yeah. So different ways. So with leaders, um, I have a two and a half day get to your genius because people are like, I have no idea what that means. Or they'll say, I'm not a genius. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So it could be as simple as like, what is, I want to discover who am I and what am I called to do in the world? Yeah. Right? So the two and a half day is a deep dive and then comes the practice. Or it could be, I really want to have a better relationship with my CFO. 
And right now I'm thinking I'm going to fire him. I've been brought in for that. And how do we like get clear? Do I fire this person or is it me? Or how do I show up differently when we're in a group together? It could be uh, the team is misaligned and they keep you know, being misaligned and it's causing more and more frustration. And when frustration happens and lack of clarity, people get scared. And so Mm -hmm. lots of fear is driving. So lots of times I'm brought in for people who want to get the results, the revenue, as well as the year end, they might have a whole goal for the year of what they're going to do. So I walk through, what are we going to do every day, every week, every month to get to that goal consciously, instead of writing, running with hair on fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sure does. So typically what I do when I meet with someone the first time is that they they will take the Enneagram assessment and then we'll go over it together and decide, um, is this something that you want to invest in? Are you willing? Because if people aren't willing to look at themselves, and some people are too scared to look at themselves, Mm -hmm. right? So are you really willing to invest yourself in looking at this? And then we go into the conscious leadership. I, I teach on um, 15 tools to help you notice when you're not aware and awake to come back and how to take responsibility for yourself around that. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. So in wrapping up, which I hate to wrap up, our 50th show yes. episode. This, I can't believe you're our guest Congratulations. On, on show 50. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so fun. So give our listeners three takeaways that would, because I know I just wrote down my top two takeaways, but what would your three takeaways okay. from today be for our people to yeah, listen? Know that you're always right where you need to be. Uh-huh. Mm. Know that you're always right where you need to be. And it's just seeing yourself more right? Is the wake up. And if something is not working in your life, how can you be responsible to look at it from a new perspective, right? A new perspective changes everything. Two, I would say is do your breathing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just make it a practice for yourself all the time. Give yourself the gift of breath and, and practice being present with your breath. And then third, I would say One tool that I love, and I haven't said this before, is when you find yourself frustrated or sad, disappointed, fearful even, around a result that you have, and it's got you stuck. You're like really stuck in it. I say first feel your feeling all the way through. Be with the feeling. Allow to, you know, be patient with yourself 90 seconds. And then once you feel that energy is not in your body, ask yourself this question. How could the opposite of what I've been believing be just as true or even truer because the mind is already going to be the unconscious mind is going to be giving you a very limited opportunity Mm. in life. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we flip it, it gets us into curiosity. And when we have curiosity, then we have opportunity, unlimited opportunity, and it gets us out of that stuck feeling. Well, wow. Yeah. The opposite could be true. And then not only could it be true, I like to say three ways that it could be true. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That with the breathing has changed my life. That is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I am so thankful this is recorded because <laughs> yeah. I know it is an episode I will listen to multiple times. Awesome. Yeah. As will I. So everybody, Thank this you. is Deborah Sunderland with Sunderland Coaching. She is certified conscious geniusship. Geniusship. That's hard to say. <laughs> Coach, we are going to have your website, your email, yes. and your phone number in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So if anybody wants to contact Deborah, please read the show notes and get that. This Thank has you. just been amazing. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I'm I've, glad you're excited with me. I yes. am. I feel like I've learned so much <laughs> today. Too. Yeah. So listeners out there, if you have any questions, topics, or interests that you would like Heather and I to go over or present on an upcoming episode, please email us 
at podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com and we'll make sure it hits the show. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye guys. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.